On this week's episode of the F Stops Here podcast, we talk about a ton of news stories, lament on the death and return of film, and everyone tells Jamie how jealous they are that he's in tropical Florida. Thanks for joining, and happy shooting. Welcome to the F Stops Tier, Episode 7. I'm Joe Stern, and we're joined by Jamie McDonald, Zachy Golf, and Josh Conti. Let's get started, guys. How's everybody doing? Doing, doing well. good. I always feel like um, Delicious Dish on Saturday Night Live. That's what I said. <laughs> How, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Uh-huh. I had version uh-huh. Elliot in the morning, uh-huh. personally. So okay. it looks like we've got some, some different backgrounds. Uh, than we normally have tonight. Uh, Jamie, where are you right now? Uh, Fort Pierce, Florida. It looks tropical. I'm sitting in the lanai with the Fort breeze. That away. It's better than Michigan right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are they, can only imagine. Is Michigan getting the snow that Denver uh, had here? No, I just spoke with somebody. Everybody shorts and t-shirts pretty much. That's not bad. It was like 85 in Northern Virginia today. It's 47 wow. in Detroit. It's Sir. 4 right here. So you're listening to the F Stops Here Weather Podcast. Uh, we hope you're enjoying this <laughs> palmy evening. Joe, where are you at right now? I am in a hotel room in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. There's a big mall there. That sounds like a major happening city, Tyson's Corner. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's just like the... Uh, uh, the other other Spring Valley, something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> if no, if Nova actually got their act together back ten years ago, they might have beat out New York City for the secondary spot. But... That's a state, right, Nova? Uh, well, it's I mean, car, we did kick <laughs> yes. out West Virginia. Nova, Nova thinks you... that we want to separate from Southern Virginia. So yes, who knows? Secede from Southern Virginia. Yeah, I mean, then again, so does Texas from the rest of the union. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, so how's everybody doing? What are you, what are you guys um, shooting this week? Jamie, you been uh, shooting anything tropical? Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, palm trees and starry skies down in Some the Some of those starry sky pictures, dude, I'm really impressed. Thanks. I was uh, pretty excited to get somewhere where I could actually see the amount of stars that there are up there. It's a pretty <laughs> mind-blowing experience. Not just washed out by city lights? No, I've actually got some Milky Way shots that I'm looking forward to putting up sometime over the next day or two. That's it's the first time I've had a chance to shoot the Milky Way everywhere else I've been. Just, you know, a few stars here and there, you know, so much light pollution. But once you get down into the Keys, there's so few people and, you know, so few major, major cities that there's not that much light pollution. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, your event horizon picture is absolutely stunning. I can't tell, yes. is that a jet that went across the horizon there? Yeah, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Actually, I, I think it looks neat. I, I almost like put a picture. It adds detail that's not normally there. Cool. So, so are you editing, like, what are you editing the photos in afterwards? Uh, that one was pretty much straight out of camera other than a white balance adjustment. It's kind of tricky to get white balance right with the different types of light that I was getting from the light pollution in that shot. Okay. So um, just a white balance, uh, white balance in Lightroom, and that was it. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's really a, um, it's a, funny, a lot of them. It's funny you should mention that, Jamie, because uh, that Skyhawk picture you commented on on my Facebook. Yeah. Um, that one is almost straight out of camera, believe it or not. That's it's, awesome. <laughs> it, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the cat out of the bag on the Internet. That was literally nothing but a uh, desaturated 1960s filter from Picasso in Waterloo. Really? Yes. That was sick. Yeah. For Picasso, I mean, that's, I didn't realize that uh, the tools existed in Picasso. Maybe I need to revisit that. <laughs> you can. I'm just kind of, I was kind of hot gunning it for the lack of time. But it actually, I was actually really impressed with how it looked. It has kind of that, that, uh, I think I can screenshot that here. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I was kind of impressed with it. I, I kind of have fun pushing my, uh, pushing, pushing my limits a little bit with, with the, here's that picture I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I love that. See. If you guys can see that. 
But yeah, that that right there, that's almost straight out of camera. I looked like an idiot sitting there, kind of crouched next to the wing, like finding the focus and white balancing in the camera. But I'm kind of a straight out of camera guy, so I, I kind of had fun with that. Nice. Still looks good. So, yeah, I, I I'm really impressed with it. I got some really good results. So that that was one of the the 300 some odd pictures I took at the air show. So yeah, we'll make sure that was fun. Make sure and throw those links up on the, the show notes so that you guys can see, for anybody listening at home, uh, what uh, what they're talking about. Doing that now. Sorry. Uh, Joe, uh, how about you? Anything in D.C. Uh, sparking your interest this week? Yeah, actually. So my brother has been raving about something called Cars and Coffee, which hmm. is a early morning or early Saturday morning event uh, in Northern Virginia where basically – Hundreds of people with very nice vehicles, anything from Ferraris and Lamborghinis down to vintage Mercedes and Corvettes and stuff, all converge on a coffee place. And apparently, we are lucky enough this week, because I'm in town, well, I'm just kidding, um, lucky enough this week that the local Volkswagen group is actually sending a Bugatti Veyron over. Wow. Wow. Uh, which yeah. is apparently even for these guys, and you're talking like having like 40 or five Ferraris in one place of varying ages, apparently even this is super rare. So I made it a point to um, pack my camera and a lens because I didn't know about the Bugatti showing up till I was actually in the air. But uh, it's going to be something I'm really, really excited for because I haven't been able to get up to a car of this magnitude that close. Like I've seen one driving by, but I've never been actually able to walk around it when it's like sitting still. Yeah, so that's a cool stoked. opportunity. I'm pretty stoked. And then there's going to be a boatload of very expensive vehicles that I can take pictures of. And there'll be a lot of people around, but it's it'll be fun to kind of mess around with that. And, um, you know. So the yeah. listeners can expect um, your Facebook profile picture to change probably pretty soon. You know, Joe, <laughs> uh, next to his... Well, uh, I mean, weighed out over the hood. The amount, the amount uh, of uh, uh, press that Alex's uh, Huff's photo gotten of me of the Game of Thrones thing, I'm probably going to leave that up for a while. Yeah, yeah. people I haven't talked to in a long time say, "Oh my god, dude, you're on 500 px," and I'm like, "Yeah." So <laughs> dude, that thing blew up. It did. It absolutely like, did. Positively and, and negatively. One day. Yeah. One day. Well, when you combine good photography with geek culture, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. you know, it's a win-win. Yeah. Especially what that was the sun, that was the week right after the um, the, the premiere season premiere, premiere before yeah. the premiere. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, before yeah. So it was perfect timing. Yep. So yeah, it was it was a really awesome experience. I, I was lucky enough to be you know part of it, and um, I actually got to play with a one DX with a twenty four seventy two. That was definitely a mistake to pick up. I didn't want to put it Did down. Did you ever get a chance to to use my twenty four to seventy one? Uh, no, but I rented it on the way out west. So what do you? Now, I mean, how how compare them? It's lighter, and the focusing barrel is reversed. So instead of having like instead of the twenty four seventy one where you were focused all the way out for twenty four millimeters. It is now all the way in the barrel, and as you focus longer distances, okay. it goes out like most yeah. barrels do. So it's the um, it's very similar to the uh, 17 to 55 in terms of construction okay. that uh, the EFS 17 to 55. However, the one thing it has that the 17 to 55 doesn't is actually has a um, barrel lock because the 17 to 55 has this tendency to like when it's facing downwards, it kind of just unspools. Um, but this one, you can actually lock the barrel up, so you don't have to worry about that thing just kind of, you know, extending itself automatically. And just just for note, I don't ever actually have that problem with my original version, um, so I don't know if that's just like a. I think it's because of the construction that they've done with the yeah. new one slash the seven eighteen fifty five. I just I think it's something where the way that just because the way it's built, it has a tendency to kind of, you know, just zoom itself by accident but it's odd too because if it's lighter you would think that it wouldn't actually cause that problem you didn't have well problem. it's about the same i mean it, on scientific analysis it's about the same weight as my 17 to 55 and that has that problem and i noticed mm. that problem when i rented it initially um but that said it is the nicest 17 to 55 you can get on an efs mount so you kind of have to deal with it because uh, you know it's <clears throat> mid-tier I don't know if we actually talked about this uh, on a previous episode, but it's funny that we brought up Alex's um, 
Game of Thrones uh, session because uh, I actually found it, well, after the 6,000 retweets and reshares on Facebook and stuff, it was all, it also got posted to Reddit's uh, photography subreddit, which, um, oh yeah, it was kind of really, the good news is, is when I, well, I guess the bad news is, is when I read it, there was a lot of negative comments, but uh, it looks like I'm actually looking at it now, and we'll put this in the show notes too, it looks like a lot of people came to Alex's defense, but golly, those people are negative. I'm sorry, what was the terminology you used when you first saw it? Hoop socking? <laughs> yes. Do we even want to explain to listeners what that means? Because I'm not even sure if just I watch, do. Just, and just I don't South even Park. know if I want to know. Just watch South Park. Just watch South Park. Okay. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. All right, kids. Go go home. You have homework. Go watch South Park. Yeah. Or just if anybody asks. Urban Dictionary. We all set you. Uh, let's, no, don't put Urban Dictionary. Come on. I'm not going to put uh, it in the show notes. The value of the podcast just dropped by about... There goes all our non-existent sponsorships. Or just it's like, flying uh, out the window. Who was I... Joe, was it you that put the picture of somebody's feet up on Flickr one time and ended up getting like a gajillion views on the picture? Uh, it so wasn't me. just got a hold of it? Yeah, uh, so uh, maybe it wasn't you. I'm trying to remember who it was, but like in one of my early... <laughs> um, like one of the first years that I was ever in a Flickr Pro account holder, uh, somebody that I was with took a... It was a really neat picture, a really art, artistic-looking photo of, um, like, his girlfriend or his wife's feet or something, and he just couldn't believe how many views the photo got. And so I had to explain to him why I thought his photo got so many views. I guess there's a really big um, subculture for that on Flickr. So, yeah. but this is oh, a family friend, friendly podcast, yeah. and I don't yes. want to have to. So we've it. gone off uh, yeah. on a fairly negative <laughs> tangent, but anyway, yeah. So it was it was actually really cool to see how um, Alex did it, and uh, and it was I'm I'm definitely looking forward to some of her other work, um, especially with the partnership that uh, Bar Lenses and 500 PX has. So it's going to be cool to see what happens. Yeah, I've actually been um, bopping around on 500 Pix a little bit more in the last couple of weeks or so, and. I'm kind of this close to jumping on a, a um, awesome membership or whatever the twenty dollar one is because I actually got caught by the ten picture paywall here this past uh, past that's, week. That's why um, I actually I run a like a portfolio account and a personal account, so I actually end up being able to put up like twenty a week. Hmm. So I and I'll I'll flip them around so ones I want to on the 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 you know the. The portfolio account, so to speak, is the one that sends in my last name, Conti, and then I got my Joshua Conti one, which is like all my other pictures, like leftovers from Flickr and stuff that are that are on there. Some of the older stuff I've done and all is on that one. So that's, that's how I roll. I'm not trying to short circuit or get around anything, but I I, I run two different ones, like my direct people different places, depending on what that what I want them to see. I'm sure. Have you sold anything on their uh, platform yet? Not yet, because they, they did the store switch. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely. I've got some pictures up to uh, to buy. I think, but uh, they they have a new store up. For a while, they had a store that was like with a third party company. I can't remember the name of it now. But, well, they had like um, two they, options. It was like digital download, yeah. five hundred dollar wall print, and it's like. Right. But the, the new store, the new store is actually set up pretty well. And um, you know, if somebody wants to buy something, that's cool. Uh, and all that, but the cool thing is, is they now have Creative Commons, which is the thing I was waiting for to kind of like, you know, to go all on them. So now the the 500 license kind of puts everything. Uh, if you get the 500 picks basic license that's preset when you upload the picture, you're going to end up with, um, you know, it's going to pretty much you know lock it down. So it kind of puts it in a safe, so people can't right click it, and it's it's under a complete license. So you go to look at the picture, it says, hey, this is copyright Joshua Conti, but then, you know, you put up. You put up the uh, you can you can still put up the store even with that on there, and then after that you can um, you can enable Creative Commons. They've got like four different Creative Commons licenses on there, so it's pretty decent. It's I've liked fact- it so far. Haven't had too many issues. I've been using them since they were really small. So it's fascinating so actually- how um, how 500 Pix has evolved. They they're evolving really fast. I'm yeah. going to give them that. They they they're really adapting and trying to add features like the the iPhone app is really legitimate. I find myself using it more now than if I want to look for good pictures, I'm looking at the the 500 pix app versus using Instagram just to get like really good inspiration and uh, and actually really see pictures really well 
it, the, the iPhone app I'm really impressed with. So anyway. So this actually is a great segue into one of our first topics tonight about how Getty's been accused of loaning images to yes. Shutterstock. <laughs> and for those at home slash watching, uh, Getty is a has been and arguably still is a very big force within the Flickr community. Because you can actually set up when you're uploading fixers into your account, you can actually have it where Getty can um, review stuff and request a license if it's something that meets their standards. And then they've had uh, a couple semi-private Flickr groups that you can submit photos to, uh, to varying degrees. Last I heard that they have basically opt submissions on that entirely. But the theory was that you could um, basically hashtag a bunch of stuff. And uh, when you're uploading all your photos to Flickr, and if somebody from Getty was instant for looking for a specific photo, they could find you and request to license it. That's actually called keywording. Keywording, uh, sorry. Keywording. Actually, the way it works is they've got curators that browse. They're based on region. Um, and kind of the way it works with Getty is through Flickr, you've got the option, you opt into the program. Or not the program, but you opt into making your stuff available to Getty. So it's not like um, you do it on an individual basis. You do it based on your account. So you can go into your settings, your account settings, and opt into Getty. And uh, then it puts something on your on your pictures or, like, on your each individual picture page that says, do you want to license this image through Getty Images? So that's kind of how the Getty thing works on Flickr. Um, and then, like I said, there's curators that browse, and they don't necessarily browse based on just tags, either on, on specific keywords. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm based in Michigan, and I don't know if there's something in that the curators have access to because they've got access to tools that, that normal Flickr people don't have access to. Yeah. Um, so I know that they have curators that work based on region. Like I had, like I call him my curator because I – I personally knew him, but he was assigned to, from what I understand, the Middle East, I think. Uh, so he just kind of focuses on that region. So I guess their tools allow them to search the streams of users who've opted into the program in specific regions. And then I guess from there, yeah, they might start doing the, the keywording thing, but it's a little bit different maybe than what you first described. So, Zach, do you want to uh, explain the controversy? Yeah, so basically what's going on is um, Cafe Press uh, has an exclusive agreement with Getty, which kind of goes outside of the the realm of the way that it works for just about everybody else, and that Cafe Press has... Period. Yeah, uh, Cafe Press has, um, has an exclusive agreement that allows them uh, total access to their royalty-free stock to populate their store, and the only way that the photographer gets paid is that the image actually sells on the merchandise that that is being sold through Cafe Press. So, I mean, here Cafe Press has the ability to use photographers' photos for advertising and not pay the photographer a dime unless the product actually sells. And I mean, to, to be clear, Cafe Press is a place that, as a photographer, you can upload your own stuff on a bunch of different items for your own yeah. use. And, uh, you know, make it for friends and family and, you know, even potentially clients if that's the way you want to go. However, yeah, I, just, I think but, this is kind of shady. One of the big, well, one of the big things that they, and it was the example given in the article, was that uh, kind of imagine a situation where, let's say, Joe, you go and you're at Coffee and Cars or whatever it is that you're going to this weekend and you see a really nice Ford F-150 that concept that's coming out in 2014 is there mm-hmm. so you take some really really nice photos of, of the grill of that that truck which it's a fantastic looking truck um yeah, it you, is. See, yeah. you take some so, photos uh, of that truck do, and, do, do you miss the coffee and cars part or um <laughs> i'm just gonna make me look up the definition of cars <laughs> no because I'm pretty sure the viewers listening in don't give a shit so cars plural of car now uh, automobile <laughs> Also, a vehicle that runs on rails, so we're both wrong. Anyways, so let's imagine that you do that. Can we still use that? I'm still, I'm rolling. Uh, never mind. The photo is, is licensed through Getty, or Getty, Getty has access to the photo. So Ford comes to Getty and says, I want to use this photo for advertising in, in our Ford F-150 flyers that get sent out. But we're only going to pay the photographer if we actually sell an F-150. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, th this is the whole, you know, is it really worth uh, the exposure, quote-unquote, for a photographer? And I think it's interesting that they're doing the Flickr way because it's a lot of people that either don't know or don't necessarily have the financial resources or know-it-all to go after these guys. Not that, as in previous episodes have proven, it really matters anyways because people will just steal your stuff. That is so true. So for the devil's advocate side of it, mm -hmm. um, could we look at it as maybe yes. this saves the photographer from having to do all the legwork with uploading images to Cafe Press for people to buy? You, as a photographer, wouldn't make a profit from Cafe Press unless said photo was put on a coffee mug or mouse pad or whatever the heck it is they sell. Mm -hmm. Anyways, right? It's just yeah, it's shady. It, it's just shady that they did it without saying, "Hey, Joe, that picture of the Bugatti is now on a mouse pad for sale." I mean, is that right? The and then I, I think that it kind of and going like so. Let's riff on that for a second. So, say I take a picture of a Bugatti in a public place. Theoretically, I have not asked anybody to sign a release of any sort when I've done that because are there people in the photo? Well, it, I'm not saying there's people in the photo, but it's you know it's property that's not mine in um, public. In public, which I mean, I guess the public part makes it okay, but you know, theoretically, what if I'm you know taking pictures of something on private property that uh, I don't necessarily well that I don't necessarily have a re a, uh, a property release or some sort of release for, and then I put that up on Flickr. They crawl it, grab it, and sell it. Then what? Shame on them. Yeah, you know because it's just something where I know this is the same problem with taking pictures of people and not doing model releases. But yeah, here, here's the thing too, though, is that in order for it to get to that point, you would have already had to have okayed it for use with Getty. Which, in order to do that, you would have already had to have had a property release for said vehicle. I, I think. I think for me, I would love to go over the contract that Getty has and see what's actually in there. Are they actually out? I think the thing that, especially this article at Petapixel doesn't answer, is like, are they actually outside of their contract? Um, as far as like what you sign off on, like the long Getty, like you know what you're bound by and what they owe you, and like, are they actually doing this within their contract, or are they just finding a way to bend? Their thing, and the the other thing I can can't help but wonder is, um, like the whole you know use now pay later. I, I know other people are doing this outside of the photography realm um, in in little ways, and I, I don't have you know links to everything right now. But it's I what scares me is this might be a practice that just keeps getting bigger. Like this is just something kind of small. But are they going to start doing more than just troll? Uh, Flickr at some point, you know, what if Getty starts trolling Creative Commons and then, you know, starts, you know, as long as they're giving you credit and they're following those rules, you know, where where does it stop? You know, that's, well, that's kind of... I mean, the Creative Commons has a lot of different stuff dealing oh, with yeah, yeah, derivatives. Yeah. No, just, I'm saying, you know, where, where does commercial, it stop? But yeah, yes. no, I understand. Is Flickr the end all, you know? Well, Merson Mayer probably wants that to be yes, but... Yeah, of course, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting to see where that that is going because it, it's definitely understandably riled a lot of feathers. Ruffled. Ruffled. <laughs> uh, if we can, just I real speak quick. Good. If we if we can just real quick, if we could take a moment of silence uh, for Sears Studio and Walmart Studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would kind of I that's actually what I thought was the biggest of the stories to come out of the last week. Uh, both yeah. Sears. And I, I can I can speak down. I can speak from firsthand uh, disclosure. I used to work in Sears corporate in a, in a corporate-ish kind of office for Sears in home uh, a few years ago, and uh, we actually, believe it or not, we we had a thing called Pebble, which is like an internal kind of like Twitter communication thing, and just talking with people in there. I don't know if you know, I'm not employed by Sears anymore, so I guess I'm free to say that. We saw this coming years ago, and, you know, it was only a matter of yeah. time. You know, I'm, I, I don't know if I can say more than that, but, you know, we, we definitely saw this coming. And uh, what's actually interesting is the, the local studio up in uh, Titusville, north of where I'm at. I've got friends that went there. They would go to people like me for, like, Christmas pictures and stuff, but they would also go to Sears for just, like, the, the regular, you know, like, your portraits, the kind of 
you know, the ones that you want to put on a card or do for their birthday party. And they actually had a really good relationship with the photographers there. They got really good results. I was actually impressed with some of the stuff they did, especially the studio stuff. And, and it was, it was really interesting because a lot of people were mad. I mean, a lot of people were like, Hey, you know, we've been giving you guys business and there are a lot of people that were going in it. I think it's, it's bothered a lot of people, and I guess the the internal the internal question is now: Is everybody going out and buying their own cameras, or are they going to go and start looking for local locals like us? Or you know, what, what's the deal now? I think it's a it's a combination of both. Um, and, and Sears actually came out and said that it was a uh, it has to do with the digital age and smartphones, uh, which I kind of agree with one of the commenters on the article that. Saying smartphones is the reason that you're closing your business is kind of a cop out, uh, but I definitely <laughs> yeah, that's think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Because I mean, last time I checked, you still need a studio. Yeah, and like I said, I've got people that own 14 iPhones, and they were still going to them for, you know, their daughters. Well, you know, wait, can we rewind for 14? Like one no, four? I, I exaggerate, sir. I okay, exaggerate. I, I was like, <laughs> you know, you know that the, everybody has an iPod and iPhone family. You know that kind of. Cor- corporate IT managers don't count for this. <laughs> well, let's and let's be clear here too. It's Sears didn't come out and say that it had completely ruined their business. It was just that they were no longer to, they were no longer able to maintain steady profits in the industry. Yeah. Well, of course not. Of course not. Because so is that a reflection of of digital photography, or is that just a reflection of poor business practices? It's the Amway. Well, it's a cheap studio. What? It's the Amway. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> It is. It's digital photography. I mean, think about it. Everybody has access to to good equipment now for an affordable price. And, you know, with a moderate amount of work, you know, the average person, what what they consider a decent photo, they can get after a little bit of trial and error. I mean, you can can go buy, heaven forbid, go buy a 60D, flip the screen around and take a selfie of the family on a timer in, in no time at all for less than a grand, you know? You go buy a really nice camera, get a lens, or you know, use the clouds, whatever. Well, how many of you guys do your own Christmas or, or holiday card photos? I've tried. I do. Yeah. <laughs> you don't exact, have kids. Zach, not to be a pain in the ass, but the white balance in your last year's one was really off. I don't yeah, know that was the that was, what it was, but it was I got printing. it, and I was like, I really like this act, but the white balance on this, no, it was, it was the printing. It was the uh, printing. B- bitter party of one. Well, do you know that you're a photographer when you get something like that, and that's the first thing that you notice? It's not like he did it himself. Like, I know he did it himself, but it was just something that's like, eh. Christmas card. The white balance on your video right now, Joe, is really off. Go ahead and take Joe's name off of here. Oh, come on. (laughs) There we go. I'll remember that for the wedding invite. That's fine. Okay. All right. So yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of all there is to that. I don't think there's a whole. whole actually, actually, I think that would be a, a kind of cool thing for us to do with some of our uh, listeners if they're interested, is to do some uh, sort of card exchange. So let's let's noodle on that idea. Yeah, we've only got eight months. How many of our listeners, or how many people that are paying attention to this? Uh, used Sears or would miss Sears or did Studio like still use so Studio? Story. Even- <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, it was like the only time we ever used uh, Sears. Actually, I think it was J.C. Penney, uh, which I don't even think has had a photo studio in years. Uh, or maybe it was Sears. I don't know. Nor um, do they have a CEO at the moment. We, oh, they, they do. They bring the old guy back. Um, yeah. We sorry. took uh, we took my, my mom's side of the family, and we all went to to uh, we'll, we'll say Sears for the sake of the story. <laughs> like thirty seconds before the store, or before the uh, we get ready to take the the pictures, my cousin throws up on his shirt. <laughs> so like it's it's all normal people it's November or whatever when we got the photos taken and uh, everybody's got some decent color and uh, my cousin is just white as a ghost and he just he's like it was great go ahead and screen cap that <laughs> oh my god yeah so alright uh, so um, what do we want to talk about next here um Adobe changed their um, yeah. carousel software, or not to software, their, their app. Um, so it, it's actually been rebranded as, are we going to call it Revel? Revel? Is it Revel or Revel? Whatever. Uh, so Adobe rebranded their, their carousel, which for people that never heard of it or didn't use it at all, it was basically a um, get your photos on any 
iOS device or computer anywhere you went as long as you had an internet connection. So it's been rebranded. Um, we weren't real sure why it hadn't made the news, and then late this evening we discovered that it was because it was just a name change. So, yeah. Neat stuff. Uh, one yeah. of the, the more interesting stories, though, uh, do you guys hear about the photographer that could be facing charges for... Um, he created a pinhole camera and left it with no notification or signs or any kind of labeling whatsoever, and the bomb squad had to be called? Yeah, so, yeah. This, this caught my eye, I think it was Monday. Um, this guy's got a, a uh, solarography, if I'm saying that correctly, solarography camera, um, basically like a giant box with, like, film in the back, you know, and you sit there, and it takes, like, I don't know, like a week to a month exposure. You just let mm -hmm. it sit there, and, and uh, so anyway, the... People don't know what it is, and it's taped to the bridge. And so they literally bring the Brom squad out. Now he's actually looking at being fined and getting charges for disrupting traffic. And they literally stop traffic across, I guess, a major bridge or it something. It was in Roanoke, so it's not that major. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the town. I'm, I'm, giving, them, I'm yeah. giving them benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, so the guy's actually facing charges. So you put a box out. I guess moral of the story is put a sticker or put a call me if you have a question about this on there or something yeah. i mean i feel like if you put this is not a bomb sticker on it i don't know how many people <laughs> would necessarily believe that i'm i'm just saying like to be completely honest giant um, not a bomb yeah not a bomb it's like oh sure uh-huh <laughs> so yeah I, I i don't know what you can do about that because i don't know what this thing necessarily like looked like uh was there a photo of it by any chance of what it no. looked like there's photos of, like, the dogs out there and the, the robot out there. Apparently they sent the robot out and then sent the entire bomb squad team out there to go pull it. I mean, it could have been a Nike box sitting out there, and they probably would have done the same thing. It's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't – those guys have to probably disarm some crazy crap, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure if we brought, like, John in our show who does a lot of um, tintype and stuff like that, like uh, – I know that he he makes a lot of his cameras, like physically makes them. Oh wow! And uh, I'm sure that some of them, from the untrained eye, would probably look semi shady to real shady, depending on your viewpoint. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the uh, good example of that is because it's not like you can necessarily get a permit for something like that in some exactly. instances. You know, exactly. like, yes. there's no real way to tell the government, like, hey, I'm doing this. Moral of the story: film is bad. Oh, exactly. Oh, Thank, you. Oh. Thank you. Speaking of film is bad, i got to figure out. So, oh. beginner's, beginner's mistake. Did I explain last week about the film? No, I couldn't have because I don't think I got it until Monday or Tuesday. Oh, this, this yeah, was yeah. funny. So this, this is when I actually terrible. showed Zach that. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Joe actually taught me something. It was amazing. Um, so, oh. uh, Wait, hold on. Oh, besides how to look goofy in a headband. I made right? one comment about so. your Christmas cards, and suddenly I'm the bad guy. So uh, <laughs> so I've, I decided to play around a little bit more with the, the Pentax uh, camera that I got two weeks ago, which, by the way, I'm really looking at What? Oh, I'm He's just saying into I'm it, you listeners. No, I'm He's not. getting into it. Uh, I am greatly looking forward, though, to... This uh, is the beginning of the end. Seeing... One of us. Really? You guys done? You just hold on. You know what? You go ahead. You just tell me when you're done. <laughs> okay. I'm done. <clears throat> so I uh, I bought film on Amazon just to, uh, on a whim. And I got uh, Fujifilm 400, just regular old color film. Um, and then I also bought Ilford Black and White 100 Professional Film. Hell yeah. Very little on this box is actually in English, which should have probably been my first uh, <laughs> clue as to what was going to happen. So, just Joe, put it Joe, in and I, shoot it. Joe and I were actually talking about this. Uh, it is 35mm film, even though in the box it says 36mm. Um, but Joe and I were talking about this, and he goes, hey, is, uh, is that, would you say, C41? Yeah, C41 processing. He said, he said, hey, is that C41 process? And I said, Joe, I have no clue. Uh, I just bought it on Amazon because it looked really neat in the pictures, uh, and I had six dollars to spend. So <laughs> he goes, "You might want to check on that." And I said, "Okay." So I did a little looking around and uh, come to find out it is not C41. So then it was a mad dash to figure out where I could get this film developed. There's actually a place in Baltimore 
uh, right up the road, probably 15, 20 minutes, that I contacted and they did say, uh, you probably don't want to get that C41 processed because it will destroy everything. Like, mm -hmm. blow yep. the world up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once I've I made, I've made this there. mistake for everybody that's listening. I've made yeah. this mistake, and uh, it. I, I was amazed that I saw anything on the film because they accidentally ran it. Um, and they, uh, Walgreens was nice enough to give me a free roll of film for developing afterwards. Uh, you know, so they're like, two, yeah, sorry. Two lessons learned here. One, don't shoot film. Two, <laughs> if you do shoot film, read the description on the film that you're buying. And then well, don't shoot film because the description didn't even say it. Yeah, most most color film you won't have to deal with this. It's yeah. just there's some weird color versions and some black some black and white ones that have this instance. Yep. Um, different device. and I don't know enough about film to understand what's different about the development process. But the, the moral of the story is: do your research first, and then buy. or don't shoot film. <laughs> Because I'm still waiting on my $13 per roll development to come back from Rite Aid. Uh, wow. Listeners and viewers might remember, this time last Tuesday, I was still waiting on the film. I think still. you need to find a new development shop. Rite Aid doesn't cut it? No, Rite Aid doesn't cut it. Walmart or Walgreens does it in an hour, so does Costco. Well, let me drive the hour to the closest Walgreens. To Maybe you should move. Move for film. Move for the love of film. Yeah, I, I, I agree with this comment. I, have to say, I do have to say, though, that this has uh, given me a greater appreciation for buying $50 memory cards because it's nothing compared mm -hmm. to this crap. Well, you hear me, people? Crap. 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 But if, with, if, you're, if, your memory card, if your memory card failed and you couldn't recover it, you'd still have the negatives if you had the film. I would rather sell all of my gear and shoot <laughs> micro four-thirds Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. I actually, I actually, Is anybody no, from Elizabeth's nice thing right now? You guys this week. I'll see you later. Thanks. That, that, would, be, that would be a good segue into the uh, the new um, point-and-shoot black magic camera. Wink. Wait, no. Wait, hold on. We can make a sound. We can make a sound. Hold yes, on. It, hold it on. was a good segue. I'm messing around. Where is it? Where is it? Waiting for the sound of one-eye winking. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> My eye does not sound like that. Yeah, that's the sound of one hand clapping. Uh, yeah, so um, that's what that sound is. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. You got to you got to train on there. I don't think we can. I don't think we can now release that. I think that sounds probably copyrighted. What's that? That Nelson. Just don't sing Happy Birthday. That's right, because then you owe somebody money. So uh, Black Magic. Uh, I didn't do that. Is that copyrighted? I did it's not, not copyrighted. do that. Uh, Black Magic makes cameras. Yes. Mostly film, as I understand it. Er, what? <laughs> cin cinema. Mostly cinema. Yeah. There we go. Um, they, not uh, that kind of film. So, I need to take the sounds away from somebody. Okay. <laughs> Don't look at uh, me. It is not my fault this time. You're like a child that throws something on the ground and then says it wasn't me. Well, it wasn't. Come on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, somebody snuck a uh, camera phone or something into a uh, trade show. I don't know what trade show was, but they took some... Is it NAB? Yeah, it's, it's, it's now official. People are people have official stats and all that go. on it. It's um, Blackmagic basically has a sub-$1,000 uh, camera the size of a point-and-shoot that actually does the work of their flagship camera. Um, and it's the cool 4K, thing right? is... What's that? 4K? Yeah. Uh, the, the cool, the very cool thing about it is it has a... Um, what is it? Micro four-thirds mount? Um, mm -hmm. I think it also got a Canon one, too. Uh, that's I... on the bigger one. That's on their flagship one. Oh, okay. Um, the, the, black, the, the, the flagship Blackmagic one is the Canon... The Canon. The Canon um, it has the EFS mount on the, the Canon one. Um, EF the, or EFS? For it's EFS mount, I believe. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, you know uh, what I haven't seen on a lot of new stuff outside of I think red is the new CF mount for their new cinema lenses. Yeah. But apparently, um, like I saw some video somewhere. I gotta find it or something where they did video on a 5D Mark II with a with the, with, with the cinema on one side right. and um 
and a uh I think it was like a 20, it was a 85 millimeter prime or a 50 millimeter prime on the other. And unfortunately, as much as I'd like to link to it in this podcast, it's not exactly family friendly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it is, uh, it is a fascinating, uh, view because the focusing, um, especially like pull focus and whatever on these cinema lenses is amazing, which I guess you kind of expect out of something yeah. that's a brand, but yeah, there is a big difference. There's a very big difference in terms of glass. Um, even on something like a 5D Mark II. Well, I, I think too. Um, I, I think this is. I think this Black Magic camera, if, if it takes off, could lend legitimacy, more legitimacy, especially for the the still slash you know motion. The people that are doing video and stills, uh, especially um, with the Micro Four Thirds market. Jamie could speak to this too, because you know being able to to shoot almost cinema quality video like i'm thinking even you know applications like my church i could set up a a offstage camera you know if i wanted to get a really good camera for up front and then put an offstage one i can now get a sub thousand dollar camera that i can put a micro four-thirds lens on that there's a lot of good micro four-thirds lenses out there now no i just want to wait till bar lenses reds quadricopters (laughs) because i want to put this on a quad and have that fly over a shoot because that that would just be epic Somebody did that with a red uh, red epic actually, and uh, it was amazing. They and did, like, you'll be with wedding. the guy with the pinhole camera. You know? <laughs> yep. Department of Homeland Security will be on you for not having a <laughs> get shot down. It's by- not going to be that high up. Permit with the FAA. Uh, Jamie high- actually just paced, uh, posted um, in our our chat here uh, a little bit more detail about um, about the smaller camera. Yeah. It does look a lot like the Sony Nex. It does, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And it looks a little bit like that Samsung camera that they came out with, too. They're, they're one that they're releasing through phone stores. Jamie, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Right. Uh, out of pure ignorance, I have no idea what Micro Four Thirds means. Uh, it's just a standard that was developed around um, uh, sensor technology. I think I'm getting this right here. Uh, the Four Thirds format was supposed to be like this consortium that they wanted to get a group of people and to just standardize a digital format. Because right now, you know, I, I'm not a Canon or an Nikon guy, so you guys would have to school me on this one. But you've got, like, you've got multiple different crop factors. you got full frame. Oh, yeah. You've got different Absolutely. mounts and all this other stuff. Whereas with uh, – it started off originally with four-thirds, okay? So four-thirds was um, – is where the consortium really started. And – it was interoperability or interchangeability from different manufacturers, their lenses and their camera bodies. And Micro Four Thirds is just kind of built on that uh, small, smaller form factor now is what it ultimately comes down to. You take the same design philosophies as Four Thirds, and now you're going into smaller body sizes, smaller lens sizes. Right, because there's no internal um, like pentaprism mirror to reflect it. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean... Uh, with uh, well, yeah, for micro four thirds, yes. I mean, yeah. I guess stepping backwards to the to the birth of it all, the four thirds. Yeah, we did have the the mirrors initially, but um, but yeah, now micro four thirds. I don't think that there's a camera out there with with the the useless pieces of technology, and then mirrors flapping around and and pentaprisms to show you something through the lens. Mirrors are just I, like pinkies and like pinky toes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs them. Sure. Yeah, who, it's who just going to fall off eventually. Oh, my God. They're, they're, they're the spleen of photography, I guess, would be the, the gist of it. <laughs> the that is a, okay. God, okay. that's a fantastic quote. If you like, if, When you finally make it like huge. and uh, That's what it, I'll be known for, right? Yep. You remember that episode of the F-Stops here where Jamie where said that story. mirrors are the spleen of spleen photography? Spleen of photography. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think, too, um, for me that stood out, I, I, I would love to get screenshots off this new Blackmagic camera, like actually pull stills from it. Oh, good grief, yeah. You, I mean, it's got a removable battery, and it records to SD cards. You can go get a cheap 64-gig SD card and record, what is it? Uh, two minutes of video? Uh, yeah, yeah, like you 19, might want to try like two, 19, like 128 or 256. <laughs> right. uh, on, on something the size of an iPhone, you're shooting 1920 by 1080 at 30 FPS. Um, and it has a 13-stop dynamic range. I yeah, mean, I was reading on. that. That was the intriguing part to me was yeah, the dynamic it, range. It's like, come yeah. on, really? And then, and then you've got the amazing lenses. I mean, you've got, what, Olympus and all these other companies that, are, that have decent lenses, and if they work well on this, I, I can't imagine what you could do with this. Like, you know, it, it put, you know, if you're going to go buy a 60D, you know, you might as well buy this if you're getting it for video, you know? Right. 
Right. And, and, and isn't red? What's the what's the trade show that's going on right now? Why do, why do I feel like it's NAB or something like NAB, that? It's it's NAB. NAB. I think it is it's NAB. NAB. So apparently, I read an article about how red right now at NAB has a clean room on the trade show floor where they're upgrading. Uh, their 4K sensors to something above 4K. I'm not even sure what it is. What? And who, who's watching 4K video right now? Uh, well, they don't even have. They, Netflix, they have Netflix like one, has five shows. They're going to start streaming. They have, stream there's to one TV. Like there was one TV at CES that did 5K this year. Yeah. yeah. One TV. It's a, it's a ways out. It's a ways out. But I would say that 5K is probably going to take off better than 3D did. Yeah, I'll not, give you that. Not one. anywhere the sort of anything from SD to HD necessarily, um, either 720 or 1080. 3D is yeah. a, a huge fad. I hate 3D. Well, right, and some people would argue that 4K is a fad because you're not really upping <laughs> stuff that much. Right, right. Yeah, 5K you know? is the legit upgrade. So I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh at this or not. Is that true? <laughs> oh, laugh. Is, is 5K like really? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it's it's kind of like um, well, it's kind of like true, X- true 4K or 5K, not like interpol like interpolated 4K, which it's is it's kind of BS, it's, win- like it's Windows 4K. XP is HD, 4K mm-hmm. is Vista, 7 is 5K, and we know how much everybody hated Vista. I, so. I would say eh, I'd say <laughs> 4K is like seven. 4K is like seven, not no. Because we're, we're waiting for 3D Windows. 3D is Blue Vista. Right? 3D is Vista. Windows 8 I'm on, Vista. I'm on Mountain Lion, so what is this? What am I, like 12K? What's going on? No, you're, oh, you're just oh here comes that. <laughs> Freaking Mac haters on this comments. <laughs> I hope somebody's ready to start swinging the band hammer on our YouTube page. <laughs> uh, here come the trolls. Here come oh, the trolls. Yeah, sorry. I, I got trolled this week, so I'm a little sensitive to this, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> what did you get trolled about? Not nothing relating to photography. Uh-huh. Good so, it, I'll it's leave it off the It was the yeah. headband, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't the headband either. Well, this, this is a photography podcast, everybody. Just telling you guys. <laughs> My headband was nice. And, I mean, to I Josh's credit, Josh ended up figuring out what it was. He figured out the Google Glass. Message. And now everybody freaking knows. I know the other thing, but I'm not going to say it. I, I had to let it out. Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't need to know you guys. I'll just sit here just wondering. Thanks, though. <laughs> I'll just don't form my own me. weird things in my head here. Joe's got a tail and a spleen, and it's really weird. <laughs> no, it, Josh actually mentioned what was true. It's just, just nobody's paying attention. And you see that uh, link you just sent about a mock T-shirt, I'm totally in. Yeah. Totally yeah. in. Can we actually, like, show that on screen right now? Yeah, I'll bring it up. Hold on. Okay. Let me, uh... Let's let's do that. Hold on. Because um, apparently we have so much ADD on this podcast, we're actually just going totally <laughs> it's off so topic. It's so easy to put this And literally together. making a t-shirt while we're trying to talk to people. I, you've lost my... Uh, yeah, my, my interest is gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like our viewership is just... <laughs> I don't know if anybody can see this, but I have made a Mirrors are the Spleens of Photography. Quote from I, I only want this if I can get it signed. <laughs> If I can't get it signed, I don't want this. Oh, man. That is yeah. so awesome. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, this isn't a four-thirds camera, dude. This is, like, uh, not well, legit. I'll, I'll, I'll refine it. <laughs> this is just a, this is a draft. A mock-up. mock-up. Yeah. That should be, like, one of the, a reflex camera. Make it look old school. Appeal to the hipsters. Uh, <laughs> Zach. I think that's all the, uh, yes. I think Zach's edition of it is going to be film. Is the spleen of yes. the photography world. film is awful. Oh. The worst White part was for that, that first role. I don't think I. I don't think I told this story. Uh, I totally pulled a Joe. Did I? Did I say how I pulled a Joe? Wait, what? I pulled a Joe <laughs> oh, with the first roll of film. I forgot to push the. So on this camera, there's a little button down here, right here. Yeah. You have to push the button before you wind the film. I couldn't figure Rewind. that out. I Rewind. forgot. Rewind. <laughs> So I I, opened, I just started cranking it, and I could literally hear it ripping the film. The teeth, the, the teeth were ripping the film. So uh, I said, "Well, I, I said I don't know how the heck I'm ever going to get this film wound up." So I shut off all the lights in my living room and opened it up and just started winding it by hand. <laughs> I hate film. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. How did those turn out? Like Instagram pictures? I don't know. What? I haven't got them back yet. <laughs> Oh, so I, I was I was actually at my uncle's this past weekend, and I brought my. Um, did I tell this on the last podcast? Friends are laughing right now. Yeah, 
I, I've actually seen like ten year olds take Instagram photos of Polaroids, and I thought the world was going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. I was like, I am witnessing the singularity right now. Right now, yeah. it is going to happen. So. Oh man. Joe's got a tail and a thank you, Lisa and McDowell, for saying that Joe's got a tail and a spleen and a headband and wants a Monty shirt. It's out now. Uh, Wait, where, where are you seeing this? <laughs> Thanks to our number one fan, Alex. Uh, she posted that she was watching the show, and uh, I said thank you for watching the show. And then Lisa, uh, oh wait, uh, we're getting more. Oh yeah. Well, light a chair. Yeah, just, I don't know. Go look on Facebook. It's... I, I can't wait for the spleen to go oh, viral. Oh, wow. We, we have Simon Pollock tuning in right now? What? I, I'm, like, honored. Let, let's get serious. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get back on topic, because apparently people are actually watching this now. We may have, to go to, have to go to bed. <laughs> the one yeah, time so, I can go a little I bit think... over. You got to cut out early, man. Wait, what, do we have one more thing? No, I think that's really it. Um, we really, really the only thing. One more thing. Did, did we? No, I don't know. Oh, but wait, one more thing. It's Come on, my Steve. Old iPod Touch, yay! <laughs> <laughs> what? It's my old iPod Touch. He's pulling the Steve Jobs. Just one, one more, more thing. thing. One oh, more thing. No, I actually <laughs> don't. I don't have anything. I found we covered most of the stories. Um, I think one of the things that uh, we talked about, Joe and I kind of talked about doing them, and uh, now's a probably a good time to run this by you and, and you two. Because if you don't um, like it, you're publicly humiliated. Yes. So um, I think one of the things that we'd really like to try to do, um, one of the things that we talked about doing before we really started the show was, excuse me, kind of focusing this, this on um, focusing it towards people that maybe are, are starting in photography and getting, getting started or, or kind of want to improve their craft a little bit. I think uh, the four of us up. Uh, have a pretty well-rounded knowledge uh, of photography, um, be it film or micro four-thirds or, or giant, stupid mirrored cameras. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things that uh, I would like to do personally and, and kind of get you guys on board with is um, maybe doing some sort of tip uh, a week from one of us. Um, but I, I really kind of think, and hopefully if, if anybody's watching or listening, uh, we can kind of get some feedback on this too about what you'd like to, to hear us talk about. Maybe, um, you know, kind of see uh, what's out there and, and questions that you guys might have. I know we had questions on the last couple of shows, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, answering those. So, uh, you know, it would kind of be great to, to go down that path. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that we're exploring, I think, for the future. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of what I like this. Yeah. Also, some deaf guests, if you would like to be on the F-Stops here. Please reach out to us. We're always looking for knowledgeable people to come talk and deal with our antics for an hour. So, yes, we're we're always looking for more conversations and people to harass. And wait, hold on, maybe I have the wrong script here. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Did you just drop your laptop? No. Oh, I touched my pretzel. And next week, I'll light one of these on fire. Oh, <laughs> they're awful. Oh boy. Yeah. So are we doing tips? Uh, uh, probably not this. Probably not this week. Unless you've got anything you want to rattle off real quick. Yeah. Sure. You got a tip, Jamie? Sure. Uh, I want to tell everybody to grasp the power that is Flickr. Join up. It's free if you want to. Uh, and I always advise people that are new to photography to find and you know search out the Flickr groups that are based on the gear that you have. I tell people that if you have a particular Olympus lens or Nikon lens or Canon, whatever, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Find the group for that lens. You can learn yep. about all the little quirks and perks of that lens. Same thing for every single piece of your equipment. You know, If you've got a question about it, I guarantee that somebody has already asked that question and had it answered by a dozen people that know that piece of equipment inside and out. It's a great tool. Yeah, Zach, this even goes for phone cameras too. Mm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it, it probably yeah, it, does. It, 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 it definitely does. I mean, it goes for almost any, honestly, it goes for almost any camera, it really. It does, yeah. I mean, anything from a Canon AE-1 to a 1D Mark IV or 1D That's X. actually one of the fascinating things about Flickr to me personally is, is that... Who takes what? Through, it, through Flickr, they were able to track the... Um, well, So one, through Flickr, they were able to track the... 
popularity of certain cell phone cameras. So they were able to see the rise of, of the iPhone camera. And mm-hmm. also, Flickr has probably statistically outed most of the major camera or most of the major cell phone releases because of their camera yep. metadata, because of the, the yeah. exit yeah. data. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, another Google thing, too. Google Plus isn't like, far behind. Yeah. Google Plus isn't can, far behind. If I can piggyback off of uh, what Jamie said, um, if you don't know what it is, you can just kind of ignore this. Um, or, or look it up and maybe uh, in the future we'll explain it. But preserve the XF data in your photos. Um, yes, please. That's an yeah. incredible learning tool for, for people that are, are just starting out, um, even for people that have been shooting for, for years. Uh, I, it, it's, I, I've always been kind of a numbers guy. Uh, you know, I did, did uh, a math minor for a little bit in college uh, before math and I parted ways. And uh, and so numbers have really always fascinated me, and, and it's almost like a puzzle seeing how they, they fit all together to create an image. Uh, and that's one of the nice things about most of the major uh, Flickr and Google Plus and, and uh, 500 Pix does it, and, and everything pretty much but Facebook, really, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen in the, in the near future, um, is, is yeah. preserve your EXIF data and, and include it in your photos. Uh, it also gives you the ability to search uh, and compare it to what other people are shooting with, with the same, with similar cameras or, or lenses, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yay, Flickr. Awkward silence. Yeah, piggybacking off what I think about data. I used that when I was first starting out. I'd find shots that I liked, and I used that to the exit data to reverse engineer how the shot was taken. I know. Obviously, oh. you can't recreate the lighting conditions, but you can get a feel for for what the photographer was doing or what they had in mind, the way their camera was set up for the shot. It's oh, pretty yeah. cool to be able to do that. I, it, whatever, especially if you're looking at pictures, you know, uh, Flickr's great for that. Um, even 500 pics, I guess I'm the resident 500 pics. Like, yeah,いいね。ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファイナルペックス、ファ
uh, if you subscribe and listen to it, uh, it should be going up on Wednesdays. Uh, it'll hit your RSS feed there and in iTunes whenever they decide to scrub my website and get the <laughs> get the links for it. So, um, so if nobody else has anything else uh, to add to tonight's show, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. And if you enjoyed the show, make sure to tell your friends. I would like to thank our three to six viewers that we had tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they kind of bounced around all night, but <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, if you like the show, uh, wait until it goes onto our YouTube uh, channel and give it a thumbs up. Or if you're listening to us, why don't you go ahead and hop into iTunes and rate it, maybe even review it uh, and share it with your friends. Um, guys, I'd like to thank you for, for joining uh, me and, uh, again this week, and, and uh, it's been a, a blast. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy this. So uh, for, for Joe, Jamie, and Josh, I'm Zach Egoff, and you've been listening to the F-Stop Here podcast. Mm-hmm.